At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. Welcome into the program. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Jonathan Von Tobel here on a Friday morning live in downtown Las Vegas. Circus Sportsbook at the Resort and Casino is your spot. In about five minutes, we'll try to make you some money betting player props in the NBA tonight and uh, maybe some K props in baseball as well as Doug Crossing is going to join the program. Um, JVT, after last night's action and the Bucks win, now we're tied at three apiece there. We have a seventh game. Here are your updated NBA Finals numbers to win the championship. The Nets are plus 230. Mm. Suns are plus 250. Bucks 450. Jazz 650. Clip joint 8-1. to one. Sixers 11. Hawks 20. Are you surprised that the Jazz at 650 are that much ahead of the Clippers at 8-1? to one? I am only because, like, one... The Clippers are now favored in the series, right? So, like, something doesn't jive there. So, the, the odds are telling you that they're more than likely going to win this series. Uh, yeah, again, they're like a dollar seventy. Yeah, they're right. So, that's a little weird, just given everything. And, look, uh, future odds reflect liability, and so maybe there's something there in, with that because the Clippers aren't exactly a very popular team at the window. Uh, but, no, that, that does really surprise me, just given the fact that they have the lead that they do. They are back home to close this thing out. And But it's interesting, right, is they're favored to win the series, they're underdogs in the game, though. They're going to be underdogs in Game 7 if Kawhi Leonard doesn't come back. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty fascinated by the, the dynamic of what you're looking at with these prices. But the Jazz seem a little a little higher to me, considering everything that the Clippers have done to them. What, what did you make the Game 6 number tonight? Jazz at Clippers. I, I, look, I've been... So take this a grain of salt. I've been very high on the Clippers. Uh, yeah. 
But I also think that we're ignoring like matchup analysis when it comes to some of these games. Oh, yeah, you got a, you have a good breakdown on this coming up a little bit later on. And, and just given what the Clippers have done, everything the Clippers did, we'll put it simply, is everything the Clippers did in games three or two, you know, three, four, and five were replicable without Kawhi Leonard because a lot of it was game plan and personnel. And so you saw that again in game five where they did it to Utah. And so, like, I am surprised. I think the Clippers should probably be a slight favorite, like a one-point favorite or so at home against Utah. Because remember, too, this is the other factor about this. They're full capacity now. Yeah. So this is not like 20, whatever it was with a lot of cardboard fans. This is a full house at Staples, and who knows what the support's going to be like, but generally it's going to be more in favor of the Los Angeles Clippers. See, I, I thought the number was going to be pick. I thought pick was a totally fair number. Yeah. And then Jazz opened up two, and now you see it at DraftKings anyway. They're down to one and a half. The Jazz are... A lot of spots at one. Yeah. Yeah, so it has moved a little bit, so they agree with that anyway. I thought it was going to be a pick them, but the, 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 the game five number got so far out of whack... I, I, for the Jazz to get to eight and a half, I had so I bet it at seven and a half. I got to eight. I bet it at eight. When it got to eight and a half, I was like, I can't do this a third time. That that was. We talk about overreactions a lot. That's an overreaction. A uh, yeah. thirteen and a half point swing from the closing number of Game Four to the closing number of Game Five. That is absolutely massive. That's insane. It really is. And yeah. I get it. You change the venue, but like even from a simple math standpoint, it just didn't make sense. Home court's been worth two and a half in this postseason. At the most, that's a pick in Utah with Kawhi Leonard. Sure. So Kawhi Leonard's worth eight and a half points to a point spread? No, come on. There's no way. He could be worth five. Yeah. But eight and a half? It's a huge number, JVT. Very disrespectful to my boy, PG. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, um, it's a big number on the on the 76ers right now to win it all, too. What did yeah. I say? 11 to 1? Yep. Uh, prop bets coming up with Doug Kralstein here on VSIN. This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Russell Henley, the clubhouse leader at the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines, after plays suspended due to darkness. Henley, four under par, 60 70, 33 to 1. Louis Oosthuizen threw 16 of his first round at four under as well. He's plus 750. John Rahm, Brooks Kepka, Xander Shoffley, all at two under par. Rahm plus 550, Kepka plus 750, Shoffley is 10 to 1. A pair of Game 6s in the NBA playoffs today. Philadelphia looking to force a Game 7 as a three-point road favorite at Atlanta, 221.5 the total. The Utah Jazz, a one-and-a-half point favorite at the LA Clippers, 219 at Staples Center. Be sure to check out our new betting splits feature on vcin.com before you place your next bet every day. We're posting the latest splits for games at current odds and what percentage of bets and money being placed on each game. Go to vcin.com and check out the betting splits plus live odds, line moves, and game analysis. Makes vcin.com the best place to visit before your next bet. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vcin odds at vsin.com. And remember, Cash and tickets is what it's all about. Time to update your sports betting wardrobe this summer with some new VSIN gear. We're talking hats, shirts, mugs with the VSIN logo, or fun sports betting sayings like cash and tickets is what it's all about. And it's not under until it's over. Visit the VSIN store today at vsin.com slash store and find the perfect item for yourself or as a gift. That's vsin.com slash store. Mitch Moss, JVT with you here on a Friday morning. Let's talk some uh, player props right now in the NBA and Major League Baseball. Doug Kralstein joins the program. Follow him on Twitter. He is at 
uh, prop bet guy. Doug, good morning. How are you today? Doing well, guys. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Before we get into what you might like today in baseball, like what's it been like for you the last you know week to ten days in this sport? With we find out you know baseball kind of sends out that memo. We're going to start cracking down. No more illegal substances. Have you found yourself maybe dialing it back a little bit because you just want to figure more stuff out and you want to see how players are going to, going to approach this? What is what has been your like plan of attack here now in baseball with K props? Yeah, it, it's a good question, and you know, in a year of some crazy variables we've had to deal with, this is just kind of tacking another onto the list. Tacking, no, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like, short of actually knowing who's using the sticky stuff, um, which I don't. I do dial it back for some guys, you know, what I'm looking at specifically that's a little different is I'll look at spin rates, which I always look at, but I think I'm avoiding what I'm doing lately is I'm avoiding the elite guys, the guys who, you know, are Mm -hmm. kind of, um, honing the craft and basing it on their spin rate. Um, any guys who've had, um, inconsistencies in their spin rate over the last few starts or even over the last few years, if they've had a spike in spin rate at some point, um, it's all guesswork on my, on my part. I don't know, you know, which pitchers are potentially going to fall off a cliff in terms of their performance because they can't use the same stuff that they've been using. Um, so I am dialing it back in that sense, but there are some guys that do feel are safe guys who have had consistent performances throughout the years. Um, their spin rate doesn't really vary from start to start either. Yeah. Can you give us an example of a couple of guys who would fit that profile of, uh, you know, being consistent over a couple of years? Yeah, you know, so not trying to accuse anyone, but guys like Jared Cole, Trevor Bauer, who've seen their spin rate rise over their career. No doubt. You know, obviously are two of, two of the elite guys. Um, a guy like Glassnow I was worried about, he actually looked good until, until he, he injured himself. Um you know, hard. It's not necessarily just the hard throwers, but it's guys who um, have maybe a little bit more pop on their fastballs. You know, maybe yeah. the, the the velocity isn't there, but the spin rate is. Um, I do think it's actually going to be a lot more, a few more relievers than there's going to be starters, which mm-hmm. won't really affect K props. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be interesting as we get into the summer with the the higher temperatures and day games perspiration it's going to be even harder to grip the baseball so it'll be interesting to see you know how it evolves over time but for now i'm um kind of all systems go um with maybe just a few guys i'm staying away from yeah yeah that that sounds uh reasonable let me throw this at you i you know listening to glasnow the other day and he went off on that whatever it was four or five six minute rant and i thought it was really great he took us kind of behind the curtain to a lot of stuff like maybe he's accurate right where if you take away the sticky stuff, all of a sudden guys are using muscles they never had before, and we're going to have more injuries, meaning they could get yanked in games. Like, so I know somebody reached out to me the other day and said, boy, bad beat with the Grom. I had the over eight and a half Ks. He had eight through three innings. But I was like, you might want to be careful uh, like, with what you yeah. just said. Some of the elite guys, including the Grom, uh, he's, look, he's missed a, He's had a couple of uh, you know injuries now already this year. He's missed a few starts. Like, betting the Grom K props while if he stays healthy – Christ, he could he could strike out fifteen any given night, but is he going to make it six, seven innings? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's a guy. Um, I did get burned on one of his starts earlier this year. Uh, I think it was versus the Diamondbacks. He had eight strikeouts through five or six innings and came out after seventy some odd pitches, and I, I, the the over was eight and a half. Um, you know, he he's he's been an injury risk, but I, hey, you got to agree with what Glass now said. You know, pitchers are the most routine. Uh, 
it's the most routine position in probably all of sports in terms of how they, you know, hone in their craft, yep. what they do in between starts, uh, how they have to follow the exact same mechanics. To change anything on the fly in the middle of a season, it, it does seem a little unjust. Doug, you know, I'm curious, like, because I always like tracking the market, right, and how they react to certain things, whether it's sides, totals, or, or prop markets like this. So, like, a two-part question. One, has the market changed at all since this whole story came down with cracking down on pitchers? And just how the market has evolved as a whole since K-props have become more uh, more popular? Yeah, now, another good question. I haven't seen too many specific instances of of changes in the market or changes in lines that I would expect for some pitchers. Uh, Jarrett Cole's line was 7.5 versus the Blue Jays the uh, the other day, I think he only finished with maybe four or five strikeouts. Mm-hmm. So that the under actually hit seven and a half was a low number for him. He had been a, a guy who'd been consistently at eight and a half, nine and a half. And the Blue Jays are a good lineup, but but you know when Cole's dealing, he's a double digit strikeout guy. So he's a guy whose whose line's a little lower. I'm interested. Bowers pitching today. I haven't seen a line on him. Kind of interested to see where that one lands too. Um, so, you know, I think some of these elite guys, you might not see the nine and a half lines, which were crazy high just to start the season. I think they might come down to earth a little bit, you know, as we feel it all out and see how these guys perform with the new guidelines. Well said. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Doug Crosstein's our guest. Follow him on Twitter. He is at PropBetGuy. So, with that said, who are you focusing on? I know, again, it's early whenever you pop on here, so some of these numbers not, might not be available everywhere, but who do you who do you have locked in today? Who do you like uh, in baseball today for a K-prop? Yeah, so um, Alex Cobb, uh, Angels pitcher, he's, for what it's worth, he's a low spin rate guy, so he's not a guy who's relying on the spin to begin with. Um, I like him at over five and a half strikeouts today, playing the Tigers. Dating the Tigers has just been a cash cow this year. They have the highest strikeout rate. They're not a great team. Eighth lowest batting average. Um, Cobb's been a little up and down. But he's hit this in five of nine. He's hit it in five of six starts. He's lasted five innings. Being that it's the Tigers, it's at home, I, I, I do like Cobb to get that length today. Um, his underlying numbers have been a little better than his raw numbers, so he looks like he's in for some positive regression. Um, and five and a half strikeouts versus the Tigers, it's just a soft line for a guy who's actually a, a good high strikeout pitcher. Okay, very good. So Alex Cobb over five and a half tonight. Uh, for the Angels going in that game. Uh, let's shift to ba- uh, basketball tonight, what we have in the playoffs. And uh, you can take this in any direction. Uh, in the Sixers-Hawks game, if you see something on a point prop, a rebound prop, double-double, threes, triple-double, any of that stuff, wh- who do you like uh, as of right now? Yeah, so it's kind of a dream scenario tonight because you got two teams that I think on paper, people would argue, are, are better um, you know, the Sixers are better than the Hawks, and, and, and the Jazz are better than the Clippers, especially without Kawhi. So these teams, I know they're on the road, but highly motivated, must-win game. Um, for the Sixers, it, Joel Embiid, a little chalky, but I, I do like him to go over 12.5 rebounds. Um, he's hit this in three of five games this series. He's averaging almost 23 rebound chances, meaning he's, you know, uh, Tracking his stats, he's around the basket for at least 23 chances per game this series. He's converted that, you know, converted those chances 60% of the time. Um, and look, the last two games, the Sixers are with him on the court plus 11. Without him on the court, they're minus 17 in only 20 minutes. So I know he's he's the big guy. He's a little hobbled. I think Doc Rivers gets him on the court as much as possible. So I expect a few extra minutes out of him today, especially if the game's close coming down the line. Um, so I like Embiid over 12 and a half rebounds. 
Doug, have you been have you been following the Seth Curry point totals? Because one of the things that I've noticed from a matchup perspective, uh, Seth Curry, they've been trying to hide Trey Young on Seth, and it just has not been working. Yeah, it, it really hasn't. I mean, Seth, you know, look, Tobias, I think, only had four points last game. Ben Simmons only shot the ball three times, and he missed all those free throws. Seth Curry has looked like Embiid's Robin, yep. you know, the Robin to Embiid's Batman. Um I, I got to think the Hawks are going to change a little bit defensively tonight. Uh, I think I think Young probably shifts to that fifth guy, whether it's Korkmaz or Thibel, um, who usually just kind of hide in the corner um, for the for the kickout. I got to think Bogdanovich gets a little more Seth Curry time tonight. But I mean, look, the Hawks haven't adjusted yet. It's been working for them. They're up three two. Um, I believe Seth Curry's point total has jumped a little bit after mm-hmm. last game. I think it's at 15 and a half. Yep. Um, so I'm personally not loving it at that level, especially because he's reliant, so reliant on uh, a little bit lower volume typically. But we'll see. He's been, he's been fantastic this series so far. Doug, you know, going back to game five, uh, looking at the other series that we have tonight, the Clippers against the Jazz, I think some people were automatically betting overs on players like Marcus Morris and also um, Paul George and others on the Clippers because they're you know the the best player on the team Kawhi Leonard was not playing he's out again tonight for Game mm-hmm. Six so h- how are you looking at player props for you know guys on the Clippers like a Paul George like a Morris maybe some others yeah so I, I hit on Morris last game he was at fourteen and a half uh, it opened this game at seventeen and a half which I think is is a pretty fair line um, I think that's kind of market value so. Not loving that tonight. Reggie Jackson is also at seventeen and a half. That's a little bit too high. It's it's a little bit too high for me, but not not to the point where I would actually play the under. Um, to be honest, in terms of the Clippers, I, I think Paul George's line, which opened at thirty and a half, mm-hmm. is a little light, uh, especially for a home game. Um, he looked fantastic. The in it's not like he was making some tough shots, but the Jazz also just did not look like they were equipped to guard him. Um, he looked he was getting to the basket. He was taking it right at Gobert. Um, for the Clippers, I haven't I haven't played him yet, but in terms of the lines that I saw, he's the one who actually stands out the most, which is a little surprising, given that you know he's the one I would have expected the books to jack up his points line a little bit more than they did. Yeah, sure. Plus, I think you got to like his comments where he said, "I basically have to go back to the Paul George I was in Indiana now, now that we don't have Kawhi." So, mm-hmm. meaning like the usage rate, uh, the shot attempts, it's all going to be there for him. So, with his last four games, like his last four games, thirty-one and a half points per game on forty-eight percent shooting, forty-two percent from three. Yeah, he, he's been incredible, Chris, Paul George. Yep, exactly. And I haven't even looked at the usage numbers late uh, as for last game, but I got to think that the ball's in his hands for yep. for for plenty of the game. Follow him on Twitter. He's at Prop that Guy. He's a uh, contributor for. Uh, Pick-wise, it's Doug Crawstein here on the program. Doug, thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate that. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. There you go. Yeah, Picks-wise is uh, where he does a lot of his uh, betting analysis at as well. Doug, uh, very good on the props. And, again, the two that he likes, Joel Embiid um, over rebounds, 12.5, and and also Alex Cobb in baseball where he his strikeout prop tonight is 5.5 JBT. You're an Angels guy. What do you think? I like it. Oh, I, I, six K's. I, I like it. Look, and he mentioned one of the more important parts: the, the Tigers. I mean, first or last, however you want to describe it, they poor strikeout rate in Major League Baseball as a team. I think it's like twenty-seven yeah. percent, something in that range. Uh, so no, I would totally agree with that. And they were whiffing a little bit yesterday. Oh, man, Otani's great. Uh, but yeah, no, I would totally yeah. agree with that. I'm going back right now. I'm looking at some of uh, Paul George's games that he had when he was with Indiana in the playoffs. Yeah. 
uh, see here. There was a series against the Hawks where he averaged, that, that went seven games. He averaged 24 points in that series. The next series was a long one against Washington. He averaged 19.7 in that series. The next series was against Miami. That went six games. He averaged 24 points. So that was one year. Was that around the time? I think he might have been hurt the next year. But that year was 2013-2014. Mm. So he wasn't exactly you know, setting the world on fire with his games. Uh, let's see. He's back. also pretty young, too, right? I mean, when you're looking at like the depth, I think what's that, 2013-2014 is his fourth year in the NBA yeah. at that point. Yep. And like from 2012 to 2016... Like, we're talking about him averaging 21.9 points, 37% shooting, and 43% from the floor in the postseason, right? Like, he was, he was a pretty decent sure. postseason player for the Indiana Pacers. This is uh, the you know, 2015-2016 in a seven-game set against Toronto. He averaged 27.3 points per game in that series. Yep. Shot 94% from the line, uh, 44% from three, 45% from the field overall. He played in 39 minutes per game. But his points were 33, 28, 25, 19, 39, 21, and 26 to get to that average. Also, his rebounds were really good. Averaged almost 8 and about 4.3 assists. And again, that's when he, when he said that, it's like, okay, uh, he's got to, he wants to try to get back to that mentality of where he had the ball in his hands a lot for those Pacers teams. And it's probably going to have to happen again if they're going to you know, want to take care of the Jazz here tonight in Game 6 and then moving forward, obviously, against the Suns. Well, and one of the things, and it ties into the coaching thing, right? One of the things that Chauncey Billups has, has gotten a lot of credit for in terms of the, evolve, the, the evolution of Paul George this year, but Paul George has been playing a lot of more point guard, right? Rick, Reggie Jackson's been incredible in this series, but he's been a two-guard point. It's been point Paul sure. for the most part. And he has been running the offense for them, and Billups gets a lot of credit for the way that he has developed in that position. It's why Billups, by the way, is getting a lot of you know, traction behind being a head coach. Uh, but I think what you've really seen over the last couple of games is a dedication by Paul to start driving to the hoop a little bit more and start dry, you know, getting contact and forcing them into a little bit worse positions in terms of getting free throws. And I think he's averaging seven and a half free throws per game in this postseason alone. Much higher than what we've seen over the last yeah. few years. How about points, rebounds, and assists tonight in the 76ers-Hawks game? And you have... Joel Embiid's number is 49 and a half. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, they really, he's what, three, he's like three of 21 in the second half of each of the last two games, so he's clearly getting gassed out. No kidding. I See, right? I, I would lean but. under, although Doug made the case, obviously, and he likes the over 12 and a half rebounds, and he, I mean, if he doesn't get banged up, he stays in the game, he, he can drop 30 without even, tr- I mean, mm-hmm. it's a very easy matchup for him to score points. I mean, I think you're going to see him out there. Right, how effective he's going to be. So, like, you'll get the opportunities, right? They will be out there. The minutes will be there for Joel Embiid. I, I think rebounds, the rebounds is a smart play because he, he has been massive in terms of the way he's been attacking the black. How about this? So, let's say he goes for 30 and 15. Yeah. Is he going to have five assists to go over 49.5 points, rebounds, and assists? I mean, they do run a lot of post stuff and like yeah. off ball stuff so he can find open shooters, especially when he's doubled. He can do it. He get the, yeah. It's a big number, though. Yes. Like, to get to 50 is a big number. Okay, so you have a breakdown on what the key has been to the series. The last three games, anyway, to the Clippers and the Jazz. JVT will share that with all of us coming up next.
365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live today from the OddTrader.com studio here at Circa Resort and Casino, OddTrader.com. Download the free OddTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info that you need. Mitch Moss with uh, JVT filling in for Paulie today. Okay, so you you think you've uh, unlocked the code to this Clippers Jazz series, but you did admit like this hour that you're super high on the Clippers anyway. Mm-hmm. So... What did you find here? Why have the Clippers gotten back into the series? Why do they lead three games to two? And can we exploit this like betting? Yeah, I, I think you can. Like, I think the market has been a little slow on the fact that the Clippers have found something in the, in the two games in L.A. and they carried that over into Utah. And so we have some numbers. And this is predicated on knowing what the Jazz are. And the Jazz are a really good three-point shooting team. They finished third in three-point shooting as a team. I think it was 39%. Most transition attempts. All of these things are very good. But when you hear three-point shooting, I think a lot of people don't realize that their three-point shooting is driven off of driving kick opportunities, right? This is what the Utah Jazz do. They get into the painted area, they get you into rotations, and then they move, I think they call it the blender, where they just get you moving around a rotation until they find a guy that's an open three-point shooter, and then they drill it, right? So opportunities inside the paint are really important. So let's look at the first two games of this series. The first two games, which of course the Jazz won, they averaged 34.5 attempts within 14 feet, so the painted area of the floor and in, 
34 and a half attempts within 14 feet of the basket. They shot 53.6% on those attempts. So the first two games that they won, they were really solid in doing that. Getting into the paint, kicking it out to open shooters, and even when you got into the paint, they were successful in shooting. But then look at games three through five. And the Clippers, you saw the adjustment. Go small, switch them all, and then, of course, play a little zone in there as well. The attempts within 14 feet, Mitch, go from 34.5 per game in games one and two to 28.3. And look at the drop-off in the shooting from 53.6% to 49.4. And while initially you might think, well, 53.6, 49.4, those are relatively good. Remember, these are shots within four feet of the basket, five feet of the basket. A good shooting percentage at the rim is over 60%, right? So factoring all of this in, the shooting has dropped off in a big way, and the attempts have dropped off in a big way for the Utah Jazz. So the Clippers, and this was, this was my argument the whole time going into that last game when the market was overreacting to the absence of Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's massively important. But the edge that you found was schematic and personnel-driven where you could replicate a lot of that in that game. And sure enough, what did we see in Game 5? 26 attempts inside the arc for the Utah Jazz. Eight of those were Rudy Gobert on offensive rebounds and putbacks. Right? So, like, like they're not getting anything in terms of those drive-and-kick opportunities. And on the inverse of this, the Los Angeles Clippers have gone small. They've taken Rudy Gobert out of the painted area of the floor. And they're now allowed to attack the basket a lot more. And so if you look games one through two, well, the attempts within 14 feet are down. Games one through two for the Clippers, they attempted 39.5 attempts per game within 14 feet. They shot 53.2%. The efficiency has skyrocketed since they've committed to the small ball lineup. Games three and five, or three through five, 33.3 attempts within 14 feet, so about six fewer. But the shooting has gone up to 58% on those attempts for the Los Angeles Clippers. Hmm. Like this has been, uh, and it's funny because we bury Ty Lue all the time because of his coaching. And he, he has made some massive mistakes in this series, and he made them in the Dallas series. But the fact that he is committed to this, that he has benched Rajon Rondo, this has made all the difference in the world. And I think out of all these coaches that we need to give a little like a flack for, Quinn Snyder has made zero adjustments in this series whatsoever. There's no off-ball movement. There's no off-ball screens to kind of counteract all of this to get the zone defense moving. It is still trying to rely on this drive-and-kick stuff, and it works in the regular season. But against this team, who a small ball lineup, the smallest guy on the floor is six foot five, and Reggie Jackson, you're having some trouble here. And I think it's shown in the last three games. This is a schematic advantage that has worked for the Clippers, and that's why they won three straight. So does that play into what Doug was telling us, prop that guy? Uh, 15 minutes ago, where he actually thinks the number for Paul George tonight is a little bit light. Yeah, spread the Jazz out. He's gonna have it's gonna be point guard Paul George tonight, right? Again, in theory, and then he's gonna be able to maybe go Bears moved away from the basket a little bit, and George can get his way into the lane. Mm-hmm. Maybe not to the rack because Go Bear is such a good rim protector anyway. But maybe he turns into like a floating machine tonight, or he's drawing a lot of contact once he has defenders, you know. Uh, collapse on on him once he gets to the rack. Yep. Is that is that something that could be taken away from this? And you could say uh, Paul George is going to go for thirty five because the Jazz have not adjusted so far. I would say so. And like, look at the free throw attempts. Right, even the last two games for Paul George, eleven and ten, and he's shooting ninety percent from the free throw line. Like he's going to get the opportunity. He's going to get fouls drawn. The ball's going to be in his hands. So his huge is going to be great. And his three point shooting has really picked up. Like all of those opportunities are going to be there for Paul George. It's going to be not, it, like. The big thing here, and that's why I've been kind of like, eh, like Mike Conley, he's going to help. But Mike Conley's not going to help if you're not going to adjust in terms of some of your stuff off the ball. If you're just so reliant on this driving kick game that yeah. the Jazz have been relying on. Am I wrong by reacting by saying this? It's still Paul George. I think it's a little unfair. A little unfair? I mean, he's been really good in this postseason. I, and for I three know. consecutive games, I, yeah, he he's has. been incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But right. I understand it. I will say that. I'm saying this uh, kind of 
tongue-in-cheek. Up next, there is currently nothing on the planet as strong as this betting angle. I'll explain that coming up next. of bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the largest offer of live in-play options. BetRivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports and set payouts and only one-time play through BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. The offer is valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. It's also available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. You must be... 21. So I'm uh, somewhat joking here, JVT, by calling this the best betting angle in sports right now that exists on this planet. Uh, Charles Barkley is now 1 in 11 in his last 12 guarantees. The only one he got right was when the Suns, uh, he had the Suns to win the last two games versus the Lakers after AD went down. Okay. But he's 1 and 11. Stat Muse is a good follow on Twitter. They've been tracking this. And it's like four and fifteen or four and sixteen going back. So he had a couple of other winners in there, but it's just it's amazing. And I, you know what? I'm actually very disappointed when games are not on TNT. Yeah, the drop off from their studio showing their coverage to the other network, man, oh man, it's night and day. I would and, agree with that. And and Barkley would, Barkley, he said this the other day. He's going to be sixty years old, right? Like, if he were to ever leave TNT, I just hope he retires. I don't want him to go anywhere else because it won't work. Yeah. No, the dynamic's great. And, you know, it's so there's this whole conversation. I'm glad you brought that up. Like, do you think, because there's a lot of times where they get caught with their pants down in terms of the actual analysis, should they be better in certain instances? Like, I don't mind about the 1 and 11 thing because, you know, that, that's a bit, and you're, we're all going to be wrong at times. It's no, impressive I, to I me. Think it, I think, I, see, that's the thing. Like, I want his guarantee, like, every single night yeah. to see what it's like. And they, by the way, they're. It's like an entertainment outlet, right? right? It, it's supposed to be entertaining, and it is. Mission accomplished. It's the best studio show I've ever watched in my entire life. Like when they're falling asleep at halftime of games that they should be covering? Yeah. Like things like that? It's, it, those are the things where I kind of like, oh, well, you can, should be a little bit better, of but course, at the same time, right. like, they're so good at what they do that I would agree with most part. Like, There's no studio show like it that... that I'll put it this way. For live sporting events that I'm interested in, I'm tuning in a tip-off, kick-off, whatever it is. If I got time, I'll tune into this broadcast for sure. Yeah, it's not every night. It used yeah. to be every night for me when I had more time available and stuff, but it's not every night. But when I do catch it, it's entertaining. And, uh, you know, they, they here's the great thing about it. Like, they have really thick skin. Well, Shaq's a little thin. Well, every time it's, oh, championships. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but they're... You're right. They're totally okay with really piling on Charles. Yes. And he takes it like a champ, in my yep. opinion. Not a lot of people, like in media, in sports betting, whatever, have thick skin. What was the line the other day? Y'all got on my ass, and Kenny was, well, yeah, we can all fit. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's fun. But, yeah, 1-11 in 11 his guarantees, and it's like, you know, he had the Sixers the other night, and they're up, you know, 24. They blow that lead. He had the Bucks before game, what was it, game six? No, game five. I'm sorry, game five. Guaranteed it? Okay. Guaranteed it, and also they're going to win the championship. 
Because then at the same within two seconds he said they're so stupid. He said that was the game where at halftime yeah. he guaranteed they would win the championship. He said they could win the championship, yep. but then after it was like you could see at halftime they were losing this game. Yeah. Yep. It's so good. This is a good tweet from uh, Las Vegas locally. Uh, Vegas isn't back until random acquaintances you haven't talked to in seven years begin calling to let you know they're going to be in town next week. If you've ever lived in Las Vegas, anybody who's ever lived here can relate to this. Yep. If you don't, I'll explain. It, I mean, when it rains, it pours here in Las Vegas, meaning that once you have like somebody you haven't talked to in a couple of years reach out and say, hey, it's been a while. How are things? I'm going to be in Vegas. Let's hang out over the weekend, right? <laughs> once that happens, the floodgates open up, and it'll be like five people you haven't talked to with different groups in like a two-month stretch. Hey, I'm coming to Vegas in April. Another group. I'm, I'm going to be in Vegas late April. I'll be there in early May. It's like, mm-hmm. ah, I haven't talked to you in three years. Now i got to go hang out until 5 o'clock in the morning. Get the hell out of here with this. So you have a different experience because I'm from here. So everybody that I know is either here or they're out of town and they'll come in every once in a while. But uh, having said that, I did over the last three weeks already have two people who used to live here and moved away already come back. But I'm in town. Let's go. Yeah. It is now that it's opening back up. I mean, there's you can party in other towns, but there's nothing quite like it. Well, but here's the thing, though, too. And it, it was fun, like in my 20s. Yeah. Early 30s, whatever. But it's like people who come here, they, they, they don't, it's not real life to them. Right. It's, I'm going to go to Vegas for four days. I'm going to probably lose a ton of money. I'm going to get absolutely wrecked. And I expect you to be there for every single second along the way. And I'm like, I, I've done it. A th- I can't do this anymore. I'll, go, I'll come and see you one night. We'll hang out. Is that okay? Right. The worst is I've got a buddy who, who lives in New York and he'll just pop in like the, like the day before. Ah, the old pop in. Yeah, the pop in. Hey, man, we're going out tomorrow night. I'm like, well, I've got a job and a child. I'm yeah. like, I'd like more than a 24-hour notice on sure. what's happening here. Sure. But sure, let me drop everything. So, well, this old reference. So we can go to Hakkasan, you know. No. <laughs> but it doesn't matter, by the way. Right. They could be in on a Wednesday through a Saturday type of yep. deal, and they are going to expect you. Wait a second, you can't come out on a Wednesday and Thursday night. Come on, what man. the hell's wrong with you? Right. Oh, really? Have you given it two seconds of thought at all to consider that I actually live here and we do work and we get up at certain times of the day? Right. Yeah. Sure. You know what you're putting me through? I will say it's kind of like this, too. Vegas isn't back until the random acquaintance you haven't met and hits you up. Or Vegas isn't back until you see the uh, the random stranger passed out in front of the slot machine. Oh, yeah. That's sure. that's always a classic. Absolutely. And uh, this tweet is so good. This is from uh, someone named uh, Lee Sanderlin. And he sent out a photo of it as well. He's at a Waffle House. Oh, yeah. This is yesterday. And as he pointed out, he pulled a Brent Musburger. I'm coming to you live. From a Brandon, Mississippi Waffle House, I, a total loser, came in last place in my fantasy football league. As punishment, I spend 24 hours in a Waffle House. Every waffle I eat shaves an hour off the clock. It's 4.07 Central. How many waffles could you eat? Uh, I mean, I like to think, I mean, come on, look at me. I, I like to think I could put down like five? If you spread them out? Well, if you spread them, well, I'm talking about one sitting. Yeah, I feel one like sitting. if you spread them out over the course of you're there for 24 hours, I think you could probably fit like 10 ish. And then by the time you get to 10, though, like you only have probably, you're probably already 16 hours into this whole ordeal. Yeah. So if you eat a waffle, like he, say, he sits down, he eats, a, he eats one waffle. That means he has 23 hours to go. In a half an hour, maybe he eats another one. So he's done to 22 hours, right? You see the update on it? No, I did he, not. He's done. He finished it? How many whacked down? Nine waffles, 15 hours. Okay. Yeah. Good for him. I would tell you this, and I've known about this punishment kind of stuff for a long, long time. I must have just people who are so weak and uh, they're so afraid. 
the the idea of playing in a fantasy league with the pe- current the people that I currently play with would mm. give this zero thought. Oh yeah, they would say, "Are you out of your minds? I'm never going to do any punishment like this." I play, I play in boring fantasy leagues, which sucks because every time a trade offer is made, they take 11 days to get back to you, and everything is turned down. Yep. I hate those kind of fantasy leagues. I would love to be in a league like this. So Think about I. the motivation. This, oh, this would be so much fun. Yep. That's how you do it. That's how you play fantasy football. Uh, up next, some truly insane numbers on Shohei Otani. And again, if he finishes out the season, good luck beating him. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet Three Six Five. Twenty-one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Join the action on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Download the app. Use the promo code VSIN when you sign up to compete for cash prizes each and every week. Don't wait. Sign up now. And uh, new customers get a deposit bonus up to $500. That's code VSIN when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, that's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Must be 18 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. For details. 
Uh, JVT is sitting in with me today here on a Friday morning, live at Circa Resort and Casino. You're an Angels guy. Do you have any uh, bets on Otani to win the MVP? Uh, I do not. No. I was not handicapping anything at the time, so I sat back and watched the market evolve. And um, I could totally understand it. If he was going to be healthy, he's got the capability to put up the numbers. And the numbers he's putting up from a pitching and hitting perspective, again yesterday, lowering the ERA, uh, it's insane what he's been able to do, man. Well, some of these numbers now, I mean, pitching and hitting, uh, this is really incredible. So comparing him to Babe Ruth, and here you go with like the plate appearances at this point, right? This is through 68 games. So he has 254 plate appearances. Babe Ruth has 244. Batting average, Otani 271. Babe Ruth 323, much higher. But home runs, Otani 19 to 10, and his slugging is 618 to Babe Ruth 611. So, I mean, not only comparable, but oftentimes much better offensively than the numbers Babe Ruth put up. Yep. Okay? Now, when you flip it and you go to the pitching numbers as well for Otani, so far, compare him to uh, Babe Ruth. This is through 68 games. Again, nine starts compared to Ruth. ERA, 285 to 347. Innings, 47 to 83. Look at this, folks. Yep. Babe Ruth had a K to walk rate of 14 to 42. Otani is 68 to 28. My God, I never want to get duped by Babe Ruth was a great pitcher ever again. <laughs> Look at that K to walk rate. It was a different game back then, Mitch. Uh, yeah, today, take a seat, babe. Uh, you're going go to go to AAA with those numbers. I, I never realized that before. The Cato walk rate was that I, bad. That, that was one of the things that stuck out to me when I saw this. Uh, like people would swear up and down. Like this is a t- but you know it, the babe he could play. At, no, yeah. I don't think he could pitch. I don't think he could pitch at least in this era. He's he's walking the ballpark. <laughs> it's it's forty two walks and eighty three innings. Uh, Otani's pitching numbers blow Babe Ruth out of the water. Yep. And all of this, you know, uh, Babe Ruth, amazing back a hundred years ago. Really? Okay. Well, Otani's better. Uh, at least, you know, this year anyway. The numbers from, from both sides, absolutely remarkable. And I have him on a 30 to 1 ticket, I think 750 and 6 to 1. I also did take uh, Guerrero right before he got super hot at 15 to 1. So right yeah. now, those two players are the like nice. runaway, shortest shots on the board. And it depends on where you look with Otani. In fact, I did see Vladimir take over as the favorite in a couple of books this week. Yep. I think that may be flipped again since last night. Well, Otani was great again yesterday. So against the Tigers, six innings, five hits. The only blemish was a slider he left over the plate. It was a solo shot to shoot. And then outside of that, it's great. Struck out five. He is, he's absolutely incredible, man. The velocity is back. Remember, he had that scare, what, three or four starts ago, uh, where the velocity had dipped like four or five miles an hour. Yep. The velocity is pretty much back at this point. And it's like, and there's so much more about him outside of the pitching. You had a great play uh, last night where he gives up a dribbler up the line, he sprints to go and grab it, he feels it, you know, he grabs it, and it's funny because he grabs it and almost makes a pump fake and realizes, oh, wait, no, I've got to plank this play. Still gets the guy out at first. Like, what he's able to do is insane if you watch him on a night-to-night basis in terms of pitching, defense, hitting, on the base paths as well. Like, he is, he's a phenom, dude. It's incredible to watch him every single day. It really is. And so, I mean, and I've been saying this all the way back to, like, Probably early May when I was telling people if you can find Otani in a good number seven six to one whatever it is you got to go in again because it's again you I always explain to people it doesn't matter what you think like right now you could be telling yourself that Vladimir Guerrero should absolutely be the MVP and he might win the triple crown right mm-hmm. 
but you have to get inside the minds of the voters. Like, I'll give you, here's another example. I bet Anthony Edwards to win the Rookie of the Year once LaMelo went down and he was injured at 18-1. to 1. Good number. I'm going to take mm-hmm. my chance at that point. LaMelo could be out for the rest of the year. At that point, I just figured that Edwards had a chance, if he finished strong, to actually win the award. And I never had a ticket on LaMelo, on LaMelo at all. And then you find out that the voting came in, and 84 of the mm-hmm. votes out of the 99 first-place votes went to LaMelo Ball. I mean, maybe LaMelo Ball should have been the Rookie of the Year, and I lose that ticket. That's fine. 84 to 15 is a joke to me. Really? That, so I did a poor job right, getting inside the voters' minds of that one. But I had the Thibodeau thing absolutely locked and loaded from many, many months ago. And with this, when guys in baseball who cover the sport, who probably have votes, are telling you, like, they've never seen anything like this before, or you have to go back to Babe Ruth, like, you can, you can read the tea leaves, right? You, you kind of can get a direction of where they're going to go with their vote at the end of the year. Right. Well, and in the sneaky part about this, too, is with Otani's case, because I think one of the slights is, well, they're going to finish below 500. They're not going to be a very good team. How does that affect the voting? They've been quietly chugging along really well here, yeah, taking they care of a soft part of the schedule, right? They get swept by Oakland, but outside of that, they sweep Kansas City. Uh, they had another sweep in there that I'm forgetting. They back-to-back sweeps in that regard. Now they get Detroit, who they just beat yesterday. They have another game here today in which they'll be favored. And if they can continue to beat up on these bad teams, they're hovering right around 500. Trout comes back. Otani continues to do what they do, and then they make a push for a wild card. Like, there's still that realm where they're competing for a playoff spot, and he still wins this over Vlad, who, and by the way, it's Toronto Blue Jays. Look, they're in the same exact boat. They're 33 and 34. Yep. So, like, that's the other part about this is if you're breaking down the AL MVP race, the guy who is up there with him is also on a similar team in terms of the competition and where they're going to be at in the pecking order of things. So, you can't really use it as a massive slight against him. We could actually be living in a year where a guy's going to win a triple crown. He's, like, universally loved. I mean, Vladimir Guerrero is a very likable, right, yep. baseball player, and yet Otani could just, like, absolutely destroy him with the votes and win the MVP. Yep. And, by the way, we could have two, potentially here, a lot of baseball left, obviously, but we could be living in a year where two pitchers win the MVP. Right. That would be absolutely bonkers, and I could probably say that's never going to happen again. Both who are effective as a hitter as well. Yeah. Obviously, DeGrom not to the same level as Otani, sure. but still, like... Both effective hitters at the plate. Are the Angels going to get this right? Oh, the big picture stuff? Yeah, I mean, like, beyond this year, Trout obviously injury-prone at this point, uh, missing a lot of time in 2021. But let's assume that he comes back and he stays healthy for all of next year, maybe the year after that. And you have Otani now, who clearly is in his prime. We're talking about the two best players in baseball here, Mm right? Right. You are. Right at the very top of the list, and yet they just they disappoint like every single season. Yep. And well, and it's and a lot of it the, the troubling part of it is it is clearly because of the decisions made by the front office. Oh, absolutely. Right? Consistently buying low on guys, trying to get more out of them. The Jose Quintana experiment failed, you know, miserably coming into this kind of a season. Right. You go back to last was it last year the year before with Matt Harvey. You know, everything that they have tried to do has been try to buy on the cheap and try to buy low on guys with this pitching staff. The pitching staff has consistently been a weak link for this team. Mm-hmm. And so at some point, if you're the Angels, and they have a lot of expiring contracts on this team, right? There's I think there's I think it's so total ballpark of like 10 guys that are only going to be under contract next year. Like, this is one where you could come into next year and you need to spend money on pitching. You need to go get the top-tier guys that are going to be in this class. Go get yourself an ace and build from there because there are some still some sneaky good young pieces. Heaney's a solid guy. they got the young reliever, Chris Rodriguez, who's been awesome. Like, they have a little things that they can work with, but you got to spend money on the pitching staff. No more of this buy-low crap, man. You know, it's a type of team that if they would make a wild-card appearance – 
Would you go Otani in that game? Oh, I think you have. You have, you have to throw him. You have to. He's got a two seventy ERA now after last night. The next closest guy is I think hovering around four. Like, yeah, you, I mean, you I, can't. I, I think it's probably a no brainer, right? Where you don't even hesitate. You got to set it up. And, and le- unless, of course, he has to pitch like on the final day of the season. If it's a must-win. A must-win type, type of deal. But if Otani would be set up to go in a, in a playoff game, and then the winner advances, a wild-card game, mm-hmm. and then Trout is back, obviously, this point, th- th- this is the type of team that could have you know a disappointing regular season, but if they made the playoffs, c- very difficult out, potentially. Right. But, and i got to pull this out, because they're, they're still a top-10 team from a lineup perspective, in a lot of offensive categories, right? Like weighted runs created plus, like all of these things that you look at for a solid team, they're eighth right now in WRC plus. Like there's a lot of good things about this team, right? The offense has been really solid for this club. Uh-huh. So it's just about, and like that's the other part about why this is so important, I think at least in terms of what they've been able to do by kind of treading water, is do, do the Angels finally wake up? They don't have much in terms of pieces you could trade, but you go get an arm for you, right? If you're still hovering around 500, what, four games back of the wild card? Make a run. Make a run if, if Trout's going to come back. When's the last time they had a true ace? I'm not going to count uh, Otani this year. Jared Weaver. <sighs> you know, oh. you and I were talking about this up there. They traded for Zach Granke that one year, the half year, right? They yeah, had him for half yeah. a season. Uh, but outside of that, like, they, they tried. And, they, and it goes back so far. Remember, they went, they went, and we, they went faux Texas. Remember, they went and got C.J. Wilson. They tried to get him to right. make him in one of their aces. Right? They, they have gone this route for such a long time in terms of trying to acquire a guy on the tail end, trying to buy low to make him their ace. It just has not worked out. Yeah, and we some has been the last guy. Garrett Richards, actually probably unfair. Yeah. Richards was really good, too. I don't Injury know if you prone. Wanna, yeah, but I don't know if you want to call him an ace, but Richards was, was probably their last top-end guy. Man, that, that yeah, I mean, good, but again, right. the injury history there, and I can't really qualify him as a... You know, true ace overall, but some of the other signings too, like the Rendon thing, so far hasn't worked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's too good of a player. How does this happen? Yeah, he was the nuts in Washington, and then you know, go back beyond that. I mean, the Hamilton thing, clearly disaster. Pujols, I mean, that much money for that long of a, a stretch never worked out, right? I mean, it's just they've tried, they spent money with like offense and stuff, but it just it's been a disaster more than anything else, really. Yep. It's unfortunate. It's, it's the little things, man. You you got to go out like I like I was of the mindset like these last two, whether it was Bauer, and I don't know obviously the intricacies of the of the the negotiations. But to get Richard Trevor Bauer on the market, I I walk in and I go, what do you want? I will give it to you. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Right. Like we need you. Come on, and do they have it? Yep. And uh, Otani again last night, very awesome. strong on the mound. Yep. So good. So much fun to watch as well. Could you imagine, like, if you're a young kid in that area, how much you would love Shohei Otani? Hell yeah. Oh, if I'm 10, 12 years old? So I'm 30 and I love Shohei I'd be, I'd be completely <laughs> obs- I'd be obsessed with uh, Tatis as well, though. Right. You know, I mean, if I'm 10, 12 years old, he'd, he'd be, like, my hero. Uh, Bruce Marshall on Heroes 20 coming up in about 10 minutes. And up next, uh, one big sigh of relief for all of us. I'll explain coming up.
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.